Our scripture reading this morning is from John's Revelation. And so, friends, I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the seventh chapter of John's Revelation, beginning with the ninth verse. After this, I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So friends, with Halloween yesterday and All Saints Day today, where on earth does a preacher turn? The book of Revelation, of course. John's revelation remains one of the most feared but also most understood most misunderstood books in all of Scripture. In a year of so much fear and uncertainty and chaos, perhaps Revelation is the perfect book for us to turn to in 2020. Because, friends, while Revelation certainly contains some odd creatures and events, John's vision is ultimately one of hope for God's people. In this time when we're unable to gather together in all the ways that we'd wish, our reading today describes the gathering of all the faithful at the throne of Christ in God's kingdom. This reading is described by scholars as the salvation interlude between the opening of the sixth and seventh seals of the scroll. Here, John describes the ones gathering not as some limited number of people as uh, Folks often misunderstand and misinterpret from Revelation. No, John describes a great multitude. From every nation and race, this multitude is so great, in fact, that it cannot be counted. These saints are dressed in white robes. They're waving their palm branches. They fall at the throne of the Lamb to worship and praise, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Why are they praising God? 
because they've gone through the great ordeal. Their suffering is over, and now they are in communion with God forever. See, John writes to a community of Christian churches throughout Asia Minor, uh, a lot of what we know as, as Turkey and some of Greece today. All of them are fearing suffering. They fear suffering because of their faith in Christ. So John shows them what's on the other side. Eternal communion with God. On All Saints Day, we give thanks to God for the saints in our church and community who have joined this great multitude dressed in white. Their great ordeal is through. For some, it was suffering. For others, sadness and loss and other struggles of this life. But now they've made it through this ordeal. And now we can trust that they are part of this great multitude led by Jesus himself, the great shepherd. And it's here where we're reminded that there will be no more crying, no more suffering, no more hunger or thirst. We give thanks to God for these saints because they help teach us the faith. And their example of perseverance nourishes us in our own journeys of faith. And I think these words take on an even greater meaning when we look at what John says just before our reading, and what happens in his revelation just before our little selection of verses today. He describes the scroll with the seven seals opened by the Lamb and what has come from opening these seals uh, that scholars call the seals of history, meaning these are things that have already happened, but they're recounted here. The four horsemen with the four living creatures, the martyrdom of the faithful at the altar of Rome, and the sixth seal brings cosmic-sized disasters affecting everyone. But this uh, retelling of the sixth seal ends with a rhetorical question. In the face of such craziness, in the face of such disaster and evil, who is able to stand? Who can stand? The rhetorical question that leads into this text is a favorite one in biblical tradition. It's one posed by the psalmist and prophets alike. The psalmist remarks, if you should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? The prophet Nahum begins his prophetic words saying, who can stand before God's indignation? It's meant to humble us in the presence of God, to remind us of our fallibility, of our brokenness. It's meant to remind us of our need for redemption and reconciliation. For John, this question undoubtedly speaks to the bleak reality of Christians living under Roman rule, who face daily oppression as well as pressure to worship the emperor cult. And friends, it's a fitting question for us to wrestle with in this strange year of 2020. A year filled with pandemic, a reckoning on systemic racism, and a bitterly polarized and divided nation as we near an election this week. Who can stand in the midst of such troubles? Who can stand in the midst of such uncertainties? Who can stand in the midst of such seemingly impossible realities? 
The good news, friends, is that our reading today is John's answer. Nay, it's God's answer to this long-standing biblical question of who can stand. The simple answer is this. With God's help, we can stand. On our own, we'll surely fall short. All of the biblical story in human history has shown us just that. But God, God allows us to stand. Christ empowers us to stand. And how do we know that? Because of the saints who have gone before us, who have come through the great ordeal and are now robed in white at the throne of the Lamb. God empowers us to stand up and face whatever uncertainties are in front of us because we know how our collective story will end. We know that one day, fear, greed, pain, suffering, even death will be no more. That God will wipe away our tears and all will be together at the throne of the Lamb. It is with this great hope it is with this great confidence seen in the lives of the saints before us that we can stand, that we can stand together in a broken and fearful world to proclaim this good news together. So friends, as we face this uncertain time, let's stand up, let's find our footing, and let's walk together in the light of Christ to proclaim this good news of God's love for all. Amen.